KRCL, Salt Lake City. I'm Rashawn Leak, and this is Radioactive, a show for grassroots activists, community builders, punk rock farmers, and DIY creatives. Thanks for plugging into your community with KRCL tonight. On this special day, I should say, right? Day of love, everybody's saying. Is that what they're saying? That's what Hallmark's saying, y'all, in case you were wondering. <laughs> Coming up on the show on this Roundtable Tuesday presents The Poets of Love. We have Ashley Finley, Rob Carney, Stu Nolan, and Willie Palomo. It's sure to be hilarious, awkward, weird, interesting. You know, the same things that love is all about. And... We, I mean, you, if you've been listening today, you know we got some listener love notes going on, and they've been they've been all over the place, but they've been really good, and I, I love hearing them. I love hearing them from our community. But let's get some rallies and resources going with our own Laura Jones. Hey, hey. So before we get to the love. Okay. Uh, some, uh, some breakup stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Although our engineer, Bill Ramsey, also just texted me and said, hey, it's Singles Awareness Day. Oh, so. wow. <laughs> Folks in my boat. I'm there with you. Love it, Bill. But uh, any rallies and resources you want to shine a light on, like tomorrow night's Black, Bold, and Brilliant? We're going. So so if you haven't been listening, tomorrow night we, we're playing the movie Little Satchmo. And just in case you're also not aware, the downtown library is open. They finally fixed whatever was going on. With their plumbing. Yeah, somebody clogged it up. <laughs> you know, we all been there. You, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, so we have Lil Sachimo. We're going to be playing that documentary about Louis Armstrong's uh, daughter, uh, the daughter that people didn't know existed. Yeah. And the beauty after the show, we have a Zoom Q&A with the daughter and the director. So it should be really yeah. awesome. And that, of course, doesn't cost you anything. You just go down to the main city library, right? Yep. 210 East, 400 South. It's in the Nancy Testman Auditorium. And then, folks, you get to enjoy a virtual screening for the next, I don't know, like week or so online. Oh, yeah, it'll be online so. and be online. And it's, in, I mean, mm-hmm. and then two weeks later, we got another movie. So just get in there. It's like the lottery, y'all. You got to be in it to win it. <laughs> I also wanted to take a moment to visit Sugar-Free February. Let's go. Uh, And Mike Jaffe, I Zoomed with him, I think it was just yesterday, and uh, um, confessed a few things. So (laughs) here's some February, Sugar-Free February (laughs) inspiration. Confessions from Laura. Valentine's Day, chocolates everywhere, those little sweethearts with things written on them everywhere. What have you done to get through this holiday? And still maybe give or get something sweet for the day. Um, you know, I have done very little, honestly. But, you know, we're looking for things that love you back, right? You give the gift to the one you love of something that is life-expanding. You know, whether it's intellectual, physical, um, experiential. Environmental? But, sure. Like, you know, but but we shouldn't be giving the person we love most candy, right? I mean, it's it's sort of silly. Like, here's something that's going to make you age faster. And there's this momentary gain of the chocolate as you put it in your mouth. And usually by the time you're done chewing it, you've already forgotten that what's going on. No, I just want um, more. That's what happens. I just want more. Well, that's that's the reason Sugar-Free February is just such a great because it's not like I'm trying to cut down on sugar. It's like I'm trying to eliminate it. So, you know, once you can break that barrier, 
then you don't have addiction anymore. I mean, you have a relapse potential, but the, the, tr the trouble with it is, is, you know, cutting down is really problematic because it's releasing endorphins, it's releasing uh, dopamine in your system, and it's priming your system for more sugar. You know, simple carbohydrates begat more simple carbohydrates. All so, right. So no chocolates well, from Dr. Jaffe on Valentine's Day. Yeah. So I hope I can do something nice for my sweetheart uh, tomorrow or today. Um, Did you make a special Valentine's Day smoothie? I have not. <laughs> but I, you know, they're all special, right? You know, it's again, I'm, I'm making smoothies that are 75% greens. Um and then I'm adding in an omega-3 fatty acid source such as hemp seeds, flax seeds, chia seeds, or walnuts. And then I'm throwing in some fruit. So the fruit today was banana, strawberry, peach, mango, and blueberry. Well, that sounds like I a very not... Valentine's-y kind of smoothie. I like it. Mike, give us some inspiration because I'm halfway through the month and I kind of crashed and burned over the weekend. So help me pick myself up off the floor and recommit. Okay. Don't beat yourself up over it. This is a process that we knew was going to take a whole month. We knew it wasn't going to be easy. But again, the goal is to eliminate sugar. What you found this weekend is that cutting down or cutting back doesn't really work because it draws you back in. So tomorrow, the goal is to wake up no sugar from the moment you start do your green smoothie for breakfast, get ready, bring your lunch, bring your snack, bring your healthy snack and have dinner in mind. There is no dessert. There's some herbal tea after dinner to quell your sugar craving. If you can get through three days, Laura Jones, you are going to win this process. It's gonna be awesome. You can do it. I know you can. Hey y'all, this is Rashawn from the Radioactive team. And if you tune in on Roundtable Tuesdays, you already know we're going into week three of Sugar Free. So my love line shout out is for you, Sugar. But more specifically, gummy bears, butterfingers, Snickers, and, and those those sour straws, you know, the ones with the with the sugar all in the bottom of the package. I miss y'all and I hope y'all doing well during these perilous times. We had a great run and I just wanted you to know that I'm thinking about you and your boy loves you. <laughs> oh, I, I Dr. Like, Jaffe and then an ode to sugar. I mean, I, like, I just, I would be remiss, Laura, if I did not yes. do a love note to sugar. Well, <laughs> as we've said for the last couple of weeks, we're talking about the sugar-free February challenge. Rashawn is like in the aerobics class, high impact. You're CrossFit. I'm in. I'm, I'm, in. I'm like, you know, chair yoga. That's where... <laughs> That's where I am, and I'm rebuilding. Val, Valine MC is with us, too. How you doing? Hi, guys. Happy Valentine's Day. Do you try this at all? Do you try and cut out sugar? Um, I, Okay. Especially in Valentine's Day. I feel Day, like I'm it's like... more of a confession, kind of like what yeah. you're talking well, about like with Dr. Uh -huh. Jaffe. Yeah. It's like you confess, like, okay, I had a relapse. Yep. For me, I... I it's Valentine's Day. I'm like, Beyonce, I see it, I want it. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I go for it. All right. And so... I what are those little Friere Rocher whatever? Oh yeah, the oh, crunchy yeah, hazelnut with the hazelnut. Oh, those are really the good. The texture and the chocolate. Oh, and they're yeah. so good. And that and that the foil with the gold. It makes. Yeah, I mean, it's special. It's bougie. It's, little, it's bougie candy. It's Let's a just call little it present. It, yeah. And so for Valentine's Day, uh -huh. I bought it for myself. Well, I like it. what I want to know is 
does the vegan peanut butter brownie cancel out sugar-free pepperoni? I mean, it's no, like, vegan, so no, there's probably sugar, because there's a lot, yeah, because Oreos are, like, Sean vegan. was trying to write that for I you. Was he was help. like, I was I'm going to try to help you, Laura. All right, so I have, a, con- I have a confession out. to make. Uh-huh. All right, so, my conf- I mean, it's not, like, uh, sorry, listeners, I'm still sugar-free. Oh. Your boy's still, but, so... So my youngest Canyon, he made this thing for his class, and I don't, I don't know what it actually is called, but you crumble Oreos and then you put like uh, gummy bears in them. And he oh, had, it's a trash can cake. Yeah, trash can, and oh, it's like oh, like that. garbage and it, cake. And it said like I, you know, I dig on you or something like that. You know, Thank it was you. really cute. So your boy decided that I'm gonna take all the extra gummy bears that he had, and I'm gonna put them in a plastic bag and just wait till March 1st (laughs) so I could just destroy them because sugar I'm coming back with a vengeance (laughs) so I won't eat them right now Laura if Jaffe's listening remotely you're in trouble come March 1st your boy is back on the wagon On the sugar wagon. Oh, hold okay. on. All right, folks. Well, we're going to be talking with some poets, but some of my favorite poets are poets in song. And I asked Val for a song. Okay. And she picked... Ribbon in the Sky by Stevie Wonder. Ooh, this is mine and my husband's song. wedding song. Aww. So I love you, babe. I see you. I, I love appreciate you, too, you. Babe. This was your this was your wedding song. I love yes. it. Aww. Yeah. This is a good song. That's so good. I love Stevie. Because right. I never thought about wedding dresses. I didn't care about any of that stuff. Uh-huh. When I was since I was little, I've been planning my wedding playlist. I'm, uh, and I had should. that moment. Yeah. <laughs> What's your song? I got to pull it up. So you had several. Which one do you want? Ooh, what did I send over? Let me check my phone and see. I'll tell Ain't you. Ain't no it's... mountain high enough. Okay, I, that's always a classic. Ooh. Be my baby. I have to go into. You also. Dovetail with mine, well, all that. But yeah. Culture Club. Oh, I. Uh, Pat Benatar. Okay. Alicia Keys. Oh my gosh. What Laura, are you I want all of it. Let's okay. hear it. Which one? Uh, okay. I'm like top three and then narrow down. Okay, so I always like Culture Club is is just like Boy George just hits different. So I just yeah. Go, you want that one? Yeah, and okay. then like, and then it's similar to how you said wedding. Like you know, Joe and our song was not. Uh, Alicia Keys, but it's a it's a wedding classic, and okay. we get down to that song. Like that's Aww. that's like you know like there's nobody else on the dance floor, and we're just going for yeah. it. Okay. And then uh, I just love the story behind Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. Uh-huh. Like uh-huh. they weren't together, but like after she passed a brain cancer, Marvin Gaye was never the same. Yeah. Like they were like. You know, like it, yeah, it, when they yeah sing. exactly. Like there was, so I'll go there. Those three. Okay. So Although which do one do you want to hear right now? I do have a tribute. I have a Pat Benatar t- tattoo. We can save that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which one do you want right now? Right now, oh, ribbon in the sky. So we're going. Let's go, Alicia Keys, because it goes wedding. Okay. We're going wedding theme. All right. Okay. So you yeah. said this was kind of yeah. a song oh, yeah, with right you and here. Joe, uh, your wife. Yeah, we just. I mean, we bopping. So feel, love I'm note for Joe. Right there. I'm in. Uh. Y'all might, y'all might Everyone's hear that facetto. Y'all might hear that facetto. Right here on KRCL. Stay tuned for some love poetry. This is Kathy Bealey from the League of Women Voters of Utah, and I am reading a, a poem from Shout Poetry for Suffrage by Nina Allender, who died in 1957. I drew the front covers of the suffragists the official weekly organ of the National Women's Party, Cartoons for Women's Liberation and Enfranchisement. They called me a crack street orator, but a picture, as they say, speaks volumes, so that's another way I spoke. 
My cartoon, Lest We Forget Birthday Greetings, pays homage to our foremother, Susan B. Anthony, our admiral and commander. Front page, left, a circle inset marks 1875, the year minor B. Hapaset rules that the 14th Amendment does not entitle female citizens to the vote. In the center, a celestial Miss Anthony holds court to a helix of women and girls, some crowned with mortar bars, thronging to her on their way to Congress, full hair and smiles, all healthy, bearing the flowers of glory. Happy birthday, Miss Anthony. Happy birthday to your new woman. Liberty conceived. Failure is impossible. This is Kirby Coyle from the League of Women Voters. I am the chair of the Observer Corps, and the Observer Corps wants to shout out two things on Valentine's Day. One, we are 103 years old. Hooray for the League of Women Voters. And a thank you to the wonderful mayors across the valley, including Mayor Wilson and Mayor Mendenhall and Mayor John Silvestrini in Mill Creek, and all the mayors who have supported ranked choice voting across the county. Thank you so much, Laura of listening to us and my favorite song for Valentine's Day is If Ever I Should Leave You written by Frederick Lowe. Thank you. If ever I would leave you It wouldn't be in summer Seeing you in summer I never would go Your hair streaked with sunlight your lips red as flame Your face with a luster That puts gold to shame But if I'd ever leave you How could it be in autumn How I'd leave in autumn I never would know I've seen how you sparkle when fall nips the air, I know you in autumn, and I must be there. A little Robert Goulet from the League of Women Voters. Happy 103rd birthday. I, I love it. That's so yeah. impressive. And we're hitting all sorts of music notes yeah, here. I mean, Alicia you know, Keys, Stevie Wonder, mic. Robert Goulet, more to come. Because we're going to hit some love songs for sure, folks. Welcome back to Radioactive on KRCL. I'm Laura Jones. I'm Rashawn Leak. And it's time to get our love poetry on. We're going to get some original poetry. We're going to get some favorite poems. We're going to quote some love songs. And why don't you introduce our, our, uh, our poetry panel here? All right. So right on my right, we have Willie Palomo. Hola. What up, what up, Willie? How you do? I am doing good. Thank you for having me. Of course. And then we have Stu Nolan and... Hey, you're welcome. Thank you. And we have Rob Carney. Hi. Rob, it's been a while. It's Willie, been a while. Stu, thank you all for being here. We also have Ashley Finley. I recorded on, yep, some recorded. good stuff with Ashley Finley, a poet and a doula who's been on the show numerous times and i just wanted to hear from our poets i know have them throw down some love poems anti-love poems odes to i don't know cougars i know carney's had a poem about cougars i know what you're thinking but it was actually a cougar animal it was yeah uh i was thinking uh about the i don't know i am 47 laura so you know what i mean (laughs) 
and I am on sugar, full-blooded sugar today. So not less anymore, y'all. Could Full be on. a crazy time. So I don't know where we want to start, but anybody got a classic love poem they want to share, or uh, their own, or somebody else's? Willie is looking eager. I have one of my own poems I can read, and this is dedicated to Anushka Sen, um, and it's called "A Trip to Indy Would Cost Me Up to Five Hundred Dollars or One Hundred and Six Pounds." Contrary to the anti-fat propaganda peddled by diet police, single male fitness instructors with zero qualifications and other so-called winners of the genetic body size lottery, it's perfectly healthy for birds like the eared grebe to get so chubby, gorging on wetland bugs and brine shrimp, they can't even fly. All pandas do is sit and eat bamboo all day and they can still mess you up. Heck, I once saw a white spider with a booty so fat the internet would call her a pog and all she be eating as flies and potato bugs these grebes though they funny with love cherry tomato eyes and golden lashes flecked with pond dew they spend winters in guatemala but in summers they are here giving us them gilded side eyes as if to say you'll never get to california with them bony ribs and dude don't you get cold without any feathers I have never wanted to go somewhere so bad I have considered giving up two-thirds of my body weight, flapping away fat and fear until I made it to my Grebean homeland. But you make me want to go to Indy. Even with its confederate flags, insufferable liberals, HIV outbreaks, white people so white you literally thought they were wearing makeup, opioid crises, disappointing tornado warnings, brown people whose eyes beg for Kroger kinship, even with the PTSD flashbacks and night terrors, shin deep in snow, frat boys pissing on the sidewalk, obligatory friendships to queers and POC you don't even like because, well, they're all you got. And in the middle of that, somewhere off the bus route, you sit by a window, spooning homemade pawpaw ice cream, writing a chapter on stray cats and modernist writers like Wright and Elliot. The only thing missing is me, sleeping on your couch, waiting for you to finish your last sentence before we stumble into bed to drool until dawn. The white sun lighting snow-blanketed fields ablaze, so cold, even your eyes are cold. That's how white it is over there, and it's only November. Ooh, Willie Palomo, formerly of Utah Humanities. You're now over at uh, Utah Presents, right? Yes, I am, and I'm loving it there. Kingsbury Hall. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. All right, Rob Carney, you're up, folks. Rob Carney down at Utah Valley University. And uh, you got any new books coming out? It's been a while since we had you on the show. Any new books, poetry? Um, New-ish. New-ish. Right. Uh, I had a book of poems come out in 2021 Mm -hmm. and a book of creative nonfiction called Accidental Gardens came out in 2021. And that one was recently named the 15 Bytes Book Award winner for creative nonfiction. So that was kind of cool. Congratulations. Right. We're right. handing out snaps for Valentine's yeah, we Day. we are. No sugar. They're sugar-free. <laughs> All right. So before you give us one of yours, you also teach the craft, shall we say. Yes. And I'm just kind of curious what your advice is to poets new and old about getting at the heart of love um, you got any, uh, any prompts or any tips? Yeah, don't take it on straight. Don't, don't do it head on. Mm-hmm. Talk around it. Um, talk next to it. Um, mm-hmm. And I can give you an example, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Sure. Um, this one, um, 
I actually wrote this when we were taking a break for a little while while we were remodeling our house, mm -hmm. my wife Jen and I. And the title is Why We Have Cats. So it doesn't sound like it's going to be a love poem oh. or a sonnet, but it's both. All right, here we go, Rob Carney. <clears throat> Why We Have Cats. Sometimes it's almost sad to know you're dying. The old bed frame out in the front yard tossed while the weekend joggers jog on by, even all the squirrels uncurious. The weeds don't care you're getting rid of things. There are a million indifferent persistences. Still, these are the jobs, the sorting and stacking, the doing what you can about the fence. And so you do. But also love someone as much as cats love sunlight all afternoon and then again the next day geniuses what's left on the to-do list what's a list but what if it starts raining we'll go in how do i know you love me here's my chin rob carney one of our poets here for the roundtable tuesday love poetry festival and Stu nolan is also with us hey Stu, how you doing hey i'm doing great thank you so much for having me and thank you willie and rob for sharing your poems it's really soul nourishing and yeah beautiful what did you bring to share so um today i brought a poem called prayer for werewolves um, written by stephanie burt um, from the collection We Are Mermaids, published by Grey Wolf Press in 2022. Okay, before you launch into it, why? Why this poem, when you're thinking of love, was it something you're like, I gotta share this one? Yeah, I think, um, I don't wanna give too much away, but um, just- it's Basically, wait for it, is what you're telling me? Wait for it, you'll get it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stu's up, Stu Nolan. Prayer for Werewolves. Someone will probably love you for who you are. If not, you'll still find friends, friends who, given time or given warning, will probably gather around you, hold your hands, and wrap you in soft coats and blankets till the violence inside your body ends. Someone will probably love you for who you are, not just for who you labor to be. Maybe you're lost in your skin today. Maybe you're burning and wish you could tear it all off. Please don't. You are variously a marvel, an athlete, a wilderness, a source of warmth, and a way to learn from fear. When you have claws, your claws are yours. Your ears bristle and are yours. Your irises are citrine, pure and yours. They let you see through smog and pine, thickets and into the future, where you need no chains to feel secure and someone will probably love you for who you are. Then you will know each other's scents and nuzzle or lope together. But for now, you have friends who are not going anywhere. Please stay here. Ooh, you wanna send that out to anybody? <laughs> Sending that out to all the people who um, might be having kind of complicated feelings coming up around today. Mm -hmm. um, I think Valentine's Day is a really special opportunity to reflect some love back to yourself, reach out to your friends, and um, yeah, just try to find ways to feel supported and cared for and known that you have a place in the universe. 
Absolutely. Sometimes Valentine's Day gets this whole couples thing. But as Dr. Dave shared last night with our Valentine's Eve special, love in all its forms. Absolutely. Starting with, with friendship. So I've got something from Ashley Finley, mm-hmm. poet who's been on the show many times, had a chance to bring her into the studio to record because uh, they're doing something else tonight. And I, she's like, I really want to come in. And she told me what she was doing. I'm like, go do that. Go have some fun. Aww. And so I asked her to share, you know, love. What is it? So here we go. I am your local favorite Libra, right? And so I love love. I love romance. I love all of that. But I also really love um, the idea of love beyond romance. And so, I mean, even on my vision board this year, I wrote love. And that was just as a reminder to me that it's abundant. It's everywhere. I'm surrounded by it. And I can always tap into it. Valentine's Day is fun because I love the pomps and circumstance, right? The flowers, the candy, the quality time. But it's also around us always. I think we get so caught up on who we have or don't have, what we get or don't get on Valentine's Day. That it can leave some of us, me included, feeling like, where's my love? Right. And it's that looking around and going, there's lots of love. There's lots of to love. To have, to give. Everywhere. And it's inherent to us. I think that's another thing that people forget is that, in my opinion, at least, as humans, we're we're kind of hardwired to to be in love and not couple up. Yeah. And like also to love our community, love our families, love ourselves. Right. And I think we kind of get distracted from that through all of the other stuff that we deal with, you know, but um, especially this year, like me being single. Right. I'm really remembering that. Uh, Well, let's get to one of your poems. Okay. Ashley Finley. So Lara knows I'm not very known for writing love poems, <laughs> um, but this is a po- this is probably the first love poem I wrote, and it's about myself. The parts that I love most about myself are the parts that I have not met yet. They are coiled and hidden, fragile to the finding. They make myself a stranger at times. Take, for instance, the space between my elbows, a place I have not spent much time in, but have always wondered what it feels like to live there, wondered what it feels like to make a home in a vacant spot that is somehow bursting with flesh. How I love that fleshy void from the outside, looking in, wondering what comfort others have found in this space when they have found themselves living here. Or how about how I love the bottoms of my feet? Off-white, unlike the rest of me, soft and sturdy and not often seen. I wonder how something so absent from the rest of me can be the thing responsible for keeping the home of me standing. Strong, sturdy, and often not listened to, I want to give them a voice. Want their story to be told of all of the wandering and the standing up and even the sometimes falling. Let me tell you about how I love my stomach, a place I've intentionally tried to hide myself from, spent so much time trying to suck myself back from it, praying that we would not be acquainted. Nowadays, I think I'm ready to let it come around more often. I'm trying to muster up the courage to speak it into existence, 
to make it something tangible again, something to hold on to when I have only wanted to drop myself into a skeleton, something to hold on to when I have lied to my flesh and made it think it is void of being, to remind me that it is not, it is here and full of who I am. And though I have never known it, I love this skin. Someone told me it was like gold once, and I have always thought gold to be pretty. Another person told me I had freckles, and I've always wanted them but have never known how to get them. I've often looked at my skin from a distance, not thinking myself worthy of wearing it, wondering how it came to me, wanting to touch it, wanting to turn myself inside out so I could feel the golden inside of me. The skin has always been loved from the borders. And the parts of me that have not met me yet have loved me from the other side of their borders. They've loved me through my absence, have loved me back from the void. I think I owe it to them to come around more often. Ashley Finley, again, following up on what Stu was saying about how this day can be hard for folks. Well, show some love in the mirror. And uh, I know you got something you wanted to add now. What you got? I have uh, Love Is by Nikki Giovanni. All right. Some people forget that love is tucking you in and kissing you. Good night. No matter how young or old you are. Some people don't remember that love is listening and laughing and asking questions, no matter what your age. Few recognize that love is commitment, responsibility. No fun at all, unless... Love is you and me. Ooh, and you know where we're going to go with that? They're Marvin Gaye and your oh, Tammy Terrell. Power couple. Not a couple. Power Listen, friendship. Baby, power writing. KRCL 90.9 FM in Salt Lake City. On the web at krcl.org. KRCL amplifies the work of community nonprofits like the NAACP, working to ensure a society in which all individuals have equal rights. To learn more, visit naacpogden.org or naacp-saltlakebranch.org. Support for Radioactive comes from Mark Miller Subaru and the Love Promise Community Commitment, a partnership with nonprofit organizations that aim to make the world a better place. More information about the Love Promise and Subaru products at markmillersubaru.com. Welcome back to Roundtable Tuesdays on Radioactive. I'm Rashawn Leak. Coming up, we got Democracy Now! at 7 p.m. with Amy Goodman. Connor in a late night lowdown at 8 p.m. Super Sounds with Chovy at 10:30. Nightlight with Taylor from 1 to 3 a.m. And wrap it all around with John Florence starts a brand new day at 6 a.m. And we're gonna get into some more poetry, and we're gonna kick it off with Stu. Hey Stu. Hey. Thanks so much for coming. Thank you so much for having me. What What do you think about the poet's responsibility when it comes to shining a light on love? or anti-love or the different ways we love or don't love or fail to love? Mm. Mm. That's a question I think a lot about. What is the poet's responsibility? Um, And so many poets have said it in beautiful, graceful ways that I won't be able to um, replicate here. But I think fundamentally poetry is about paying attention. And so 
paying attention to where love exists, kind of shedding a light on that, bringing that to the surface in whatever language is speaking to you. Does it also include paying attention to where love doesn't exist or the lack of love? I'm trying to not use the H word, the Mm -hmm. hate word. Absolutely. I think, um, you know, what is in the shadows often is kind of the the heart of poetry. Um, What may not exist in ways that we're always kind of used to confronting or talking about. So um, Joy Harjo has some really incredible um, poems that kind of deal with that too, about um, if an enemy is in my heart, there's an entrance in because they're getting to know me by being in my heart. Mm. Not a direct quote, but that's um, that really struck me as I was uh, revisiting her work. And I'm going to have to go find that oh, one for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's deep. All right, what you got next? Um, so tonight I'm, I'm not sharing my own... Um, poems, but I have my first chapbook coming out by um, Flume Press and Watershed Review, hopefully by uh, June and May. Um, But tonight I'll be sharing another poem um, from Aisha Siddika, and it's called On Another Panel About Climate, They Ask Me to Sell the Future, and All I've Got is a Love Poem. What if the future is soft? And revolution is so kind that there is no end to us in sight. Whole cities breathe, and bad luck is bested by a promise to the leaves. To withstand your own end is difficult. The future frolics about, promised to no one, as is her right. Rage against injustice makes the voice grow harsher yet. If the future leaves without us, the silence that will follow will be an unspeakable nothing. What if we convince her to stay? How rare and beautiful it is that we exist. What if we stun existence one more time? When I wake up, get out of bed, my seven-year-old cousin with her ruptured belly tags along. Then follows my grandmother, aunts, my other cousins, and the violent shape of their drinking water. The earth remembers everything. Our bodies are the color of the earth, and we are nobodies been born from so many apocalypses, what's one more? Love is still the only revenge. It grows each time the earth is set on fire. But for what it's worth, I'd do this again. Gamble on humanity 100 times over. Commit to life unto life as the trees fall and take us with them. I'd follow love into extinction. Love is the best revenge. I like that. Rashawn, what you got going on over there? I can still hear it. (laughs) That idea of love as the best revenge is pretty awesome. And I think that's kind of a theme you can get behind. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So thank you, Stu. And when that chat book comes out, come back. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um, Rob, what do you got? What do you think of the, is there a responsibility at all for the poet? Is it the poet's original responsibility? Um, yeah, I think, of course. You have to captivate people for the exact amount of time you're asking for their attention. Yeah. And if you're not doing that, I, you know, I mean, yes, we have that responsibility. I mean, there are other things too, moral, ethical, whatever, but you have to give people some reason to be listening. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that could be lots of subjects, but uh, lots of styles. 
lots of voices. But you have to do that, or it's our fault when they walk away or they don't pick the book up. Um, since she just had a poem that ended with extinction, uh, I wasn't going to do this one, but I think it's like a nice little middle place between Willie talking about Grebes and, and, and a poem ending with extinction. So this is called the, the Church of the Stars and the Moon, and I guess it's a Valentine to Owls. The Church of the Stars and the Moon. Of course, they weren't resurrecting. But the mouse I found in the garden one evening, dropped by the carrots when my cat got bored, and the dead bird broken in the deck chair, such a nice spot to stretch out easy while you're thinking, while you're pinning one wing and watching the other one flail. In the morning, when I went back to toss them, they were gone. And then I could hear it for certain, a call that wasn't like, whoo, but more like, more, more. And so I had an owl, a little piece of neighborhood lightning. I'd swing by that pet store, buy mice to stock the yard, and keep watch, my eyes tuned to shadows. I'd will the street to sit still and be quiet so the owl would let go and glide, carve its arc across the backyard darkness, just a hitch, one moment when the talons clutched, then gone. The best part of summer. I only saw it once. But I found where the bones wound up, Always at the base of a telephone pole in the alley behind the garage. I noticed ants one day in their organized scramble. Sure enough, an above-ground catacomb. A toss of miniature driftwood, deposit of dead. It probably like the crossbeam, like a long high table with an open view of below and ate unhurried and ate well then sat like a messenger angel in the church of the stars and the moon. Don't believe it's impossible. If angels are real, then an angel might be an owl. They do seem to be intercessors, calling out across the empty spaces, their gold eyes filling up zeros, their wings like a bridge, something reaching from up to down, lower to higher, at least for a while. I miss my owl's company. I wish it had stayed all summer. But maybe, like angels, they belong to no one. Maybe wildness is an answer from the sky. Wildness, an answer from the sky. Whew! We're getting love poetry on tonight's Roundtable Tuesday edition of Radioactive. I'm Laura Jones. Rashawn Leak is here. Did you find that poem you're looking for? I got, yeah, yeah? I got okay. a good one. All right. Okay. Willie's going to go first. That's what okay? should. All right. Willie Paloma, where can people find your stuff? People can find me at palomopoemas.com or the same on Instagram or at Plumas Colectiva on Instagram. And I want to give a quick shout out to them. We're launching a chat book about love, eros, and self-acceptance on Friday at the Jordan River Nature Center. Um, we're a collective of Latina visual artists and poets, and we're going to have a blast doing that. Um, so come check that out at the Jordan River Nature Seven Center um, Friday at 7. 
Uh-huh. Let's get the collective in here then. To yeah, do some definitely of that should. The There's yeah, a lot a of minute. us. It's like eight of us total. Well, we I rolled was, deep. <laughs> I was going to say, now that you have left uh, Utah Humanities, where you did a lot of passing the microphone, of helping other folks mm-hmm. um, get their poetry and literature out in the world during the Utah Book Festival, are you doing more? Are you finding your... You're writing more? Yeah, absolutely. I have projects coming out, hopefully a book with Editorial Kalina, April, June-ish. Um, we're just going through the final edits right now. And then also have a hip-hop project coming out with my brother. Okay. Probably. Music? But yeah, music. Uh-huh. Okay. I, I, I rap. Dropping bars, Willie. Dropping bars. So we're, this is we're the year of Willie Palomo. Yeah, go. so we're having fun. Um, I'm super excited about those projects. Okay. Definitely Palomo Poemas, if, Plumas Colectiva, if y'all want right. to keep track of that. What you got? Do you want porcupines or rats? Rashawn? I'm going rats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got outvoted, Rob. We're, we're going rats. With howls, we had Way love is the best revenge of the environment. And now we're going with rats. A bod in Kolkata. In an uncommon armistice between plague and the poor, you once witnessed a woman feed rice to rats in the alley. In similar ways, I have learned to befriend my buck tooth and bug-eyed fears, to say, even with these whiskers, this stench, yes, I deserve to eat from these crooked fingers a rain of grease and grain. That's all I got for y'all. Thank y'all. I love when we have poets up here. (laughs) Okay, I'm trying to get the Ashley Finley, but I'm having some problems. So go ahead. What you got, Rashawn? All right. I have uh, Amiri Baraka. In agony as now. I am inside someone who hates me. I look out from his eyes. Smell what foul tunes come into his breath. Love his wretched woman. Slits in the metal for sun, where my eyes sit turning at the cool air, the glance of light or hard flesh rubbed against me. A woman, a man, without shadow or voice or meaning. This is the enclosure, flesh, where innocence is a weapon, an abstraction, touch, not mine or yours, If you are the soul I had and abandoned when I was blind and had my enemies carry me as a dead man, if he is beautiful or pitied, it can be pain as now all his flesh hurts me. It can be that, or pain as when she ran from me into that forest, or pain the mind-silvered spiraled world against the sun, higher than even old men thought God would be, or pain and the other, the yes, inside his books, his fingers, they are withered, withered yellow flowers and were never beautiful. The yes, you will, lost soul, say beauty. Beauty practiced as the tree, the slow river, a white sun in his wet sentences, or the cold man in their gale, ecstasy, flesh or soul, the yes, their robes blown, their bowels empty, They chant at my heels, not at yours, flesh or soul as corrupt, where the answer moves too quickly, where the God is self after all. Cold air is blown through narrow blind eyes, flesh, white hot metal, glows as the day with its sun. It is a human love. I live inside, a bony skeleton you recognize as words or simple feeling. But it has no feeling, as the metal is hot, it is not given to love. It burns the thing inside it, and that thing screams. 
What was that again? Who was that? Amiri Baraka. Ooh. Leroy Jones. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He used to run with Frank O'Hara. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, all right. I'd love to hear some of your like me round here. Okay. Some of your favorite poets. Um, if you've got some names to share, some collections to share. Um, give you a second to think about it while we listen to Ashley Finley one more time with some poetry. I do love it. I love it so much. And I think in birth is where I've really seen, um, I want to say like the word that comes to mind is like the transcendence of love. She's a doula. Because even in the times where things are so vulnerable, so difficult, right, there is this everlasting commitment to loving one's new life that's coming yeah. through. Um, I see the love that, like, or the sacrifice that love makes there. And I think it's just been such a huge lesson to me of what um, I think when all of the things fall away, right? And it's just us and our spirit in our most vulnerable or, or trying times. Like that's where that's where it really comes through. Vulnerability and love. I mean, for those of us that are single by choice or by circumstance, mm-hmm. sometimes it's a sad yeah. Valentine's Day. Sometimes it is, yeah. And I and I think it's important for us to uplift that because I mean, sometimes we just want to have someone, right? Yeah. And um, I think I mentioned that I'm you know, single now. And that's been an adjustment. Like I I told you as a Libra, I'm kind of hardwired, right? Hardwired to be in love, to love hard. Um, And so having this new space where I'm now, I guess, kind of confronted in a lot of ways has been I have. I won't say it's always been like rose-colored glasses, right? There's been some trials. What do you got? So this is a very short poem that I wrote. I think it was probably like one night at 2 a.m. Um, kind of shortly after my breakup. Um, and uh, we had just had a conversation, not just, but very, I guess, recent to the breakup, like right mm-hmm. before we broke up about how I don't write love poems. And someone who is with a poet would like really love to have like a love poem written yeah. about them. Uh-huh. You know, that's relatable. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so here's this. Uh, it doesn't have a title. This whole thing is filled with love poems. I never write for you and art you make for every other girl with a smile like mine. How strange it all is. To be laying here, next to you, a sweet magnolia wilting on the branch because you, a mahogany summer, left me here. (laughs) Thank you. A little poem to soothe maybe a tough Valentine's Day. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I love love coming to see you y'all here at KRCL. Where can people find you? Um, You can find me online, anywhere you get your online. Um, So on uh, Instagram, I'm at findafinley, Ashley Finley on Facebook, um, sacredsisterdoula.com if you're looking for a doula. (laughs) Hey, everybody. It's Jerry, a.k.a. Uncle Suze from here at KRCL, and I'm sending a couple of love notes out to you. This one is called In the Month of May by Robert Bly. 
In the month of May, when all leaves open, I see when I walk how well all things lean on each other, how the bees work, the fish make their living the first day. Monarchs fly high. Then I understand I love you with what in me is unfinished. I love you with what in me is still changing, what has no head or arms or legs, what has not found its body. And why shouldn't the miraculous caught on this earth visit the old man alone in his hut? And why shouldn't Gabriel, who loves honey, be fed with our own radishes and walnuts? And lovers, tough ones, how many there are whose holy bodies are not yet born. Along the roads, I see so many places I would like us to spend the night. And that is Uncle Sue's little Robert Bly and some Ashley Finley. We'll put all the links in the show notes so you can connect with our, our poets tonight. Rashawn, this has been tons of fun. I, New, I It's always a blast to have them come yeah. in and share. New tradition. Absolutely. And, then, and also a pass during sugar-free February is what I'm saying. <laughs> so we had Willie Palomo, Rob Carney, Stu Nolan. We're going to do a lightning round here. Uh, Stu, some poets to recommend if folks are looking for something to turn to. Yeah, absolutely. Uh Bradley Trumpfeller is someone I really deeply love. Um, they're, yeah, they do amazing work. Um, Franny Choi, Denez Smith, Joy Harjo, Linda Hogan, um, Ada Limon, Ross Gay. And then where can folks find you? Yeah, so I um, I recently created a website. It's uh, wordpress.com. I don't have any uh, social links right now, but that has my... Yeah, my email on there, and so folks can visit me there. Put it in the links, and when the chat book comes out, you can come back. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Willie Paloma, where can folks find you? And give us some uh, folks to maybe uh, look up and explore. People can find me Friday at the Jordan River Nature Center reading with Blumas Colectiva. Um, We also have this wonderful music playlist that you can find on Spotify that helps promote it, where you can find songs by everybody from Etta James to Bad Bunny to Ruby Waters. It's a really spicy smooch playlist if you're like... (laughs) looking for one of those and then the poet that i am like screaming from mountaintops just because she's an old school shoshone poet that i feel like people have just forgotten about neela north's son if you can find any of her books she's absolutely incredible and they're a little bit hard to find because like people have somewhat forgotten about her you can find about out about my work at plumas colectiva or at palomopoemas.com or on instagram and thank you so much for having us thanks for always saying yes yeah, of course. Rob Carney, uh, what's your lightning round of recommendations? And then you got a short one for us? Yeah. Um, two friends of mine, one named Jessie Randall. She is a librarian and a poet. And uh, specifically, you probably want to start with her book, Injecting Dreams into Cows. Oh, I like that. And uh, another friend, Scott Poole. He lives up in Vancouver, Washington. Uh, you might want to start with Hiding from Salesmen. Uh, but he's also got another book called The Sliding Glass Door. Uh, that's good. And okay. All right. And you can also check out Rob Carney. Just go to Weller Books, find Accidental Gardens. Also, I got a link to Mapping Literary Utah, where you can learn more about Rob because Rob doesn't have a web page. His no. brother has a Facebook page. <laughs> yeah. I have to give you grief for that. But Old you have a short bar. one to share Old with school. us. Go out. What you got? Uh, this is called The Baker's Story. She thought it might be funny and a little bit romantic, leaving him a trail of muffin tops to their room. 
Her husband was always on the late shift, and she was always gone before dawn. Warm bread, hot coffee, butterhorns like sundials, the life of a baker, and a good one, no regrets. But of course the dog, she should have thought of this, wolfed everything and threw up. And if your husband comes home and you're down on the floor ass naked, mopping up vomit with a beach towel, then isn't this all so funny and a lot like love? Pictures. <laughs> I'm gonna have to get that on a ringtone or something. It'll be a long ringtone, but it was worth it. Thank you so much, everybody, for coming in. Rashawn, this is Thank a new you. Valentine's this sugar-free February tradition. tradition. Don't you think? Okay, so you know we've been picking out some songs, and I was thinking of one that always pops into my head this time of of year, and it's a classic. It's the Eurythmics. Little love is a stranger taking us out. How about that? Let's go. Okay, RCL.
Hey music nerds, come out and test your knowledge at KRCL's first ever Women Who Rock Trivia Night celebrating International Women's Day on Wednesday, March 8th at Mountain West Hard Cider, 425 North, 400 West. Doors open at 6.30. Trivia starts at 7 with tickets at the door to benefit KRCL. Hang out with other KRCL fans. Win some great prizes, including Women Who Rock gear, Egyptian theater gift cards, fanny packs from Planned Parenthood, and more. It's Women Who Rock Trivia Night, Wednesday, March 8th, International Women's Day. Details at krcl.org. KRCL, Salt Lake City.